want to hear something scary. Nope. No, no, no. No! God! Please! No! 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 Yeah, you're feeling a Swayze vibe right this now? This could be love. Yeah, I just watched a video of a man dancing with his lamp. Dancing with his lamp? It was wonderful. Wow. He recreated the whole dance. He Maybe learned it all by himself. He filmed it by himself. And he, instead of using a grill, he used his lamp. And to be honest with you, I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Were you impressed? Did you want to be the lamp or were you just I cool want to be watching? him. He was oh, like okay. getting this groove on. Yeah. He I mean, learned the whole Swayze dance. Swayze really has some moves in that uh, This movie. guy did too. Well, I guess I've got to take a couple of steps from Dirty Dancing then, huh? Yes. Yes? <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to All the Nopes podcast. We Hi. are a true crime and paranormal podcast where we explore all the things that make you say nope. Uh, I am Nick. I'm your host, and uh, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Luna. Hello. Hi, love. How are you today? I am tired from <laughs> staying up really late researching this one. Um, yeah, I partially because some of the stuff, I mean, it's not super scary, but like I had to like trick my brain because I was like a little freaked out about some of the stuff <laughs> that goes on. And is that why I woke up and the light was on? Was the light on? I don't know. Was it? I don't think it was. I'm going to say it was. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But today, um, we are going to be doing a paranormal story. Ooh. Yeah. A spooky Right location. up my alley. Yeah. Um, and this one is called the Crescent Hotel. Oh, it sounds lovely. Doesn't it? Oh, I want to go really there. Like Where that? is that? Uh, that is in... Uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. I'll go. Um, is it still open now? It is open now. And it's actually located in... Oh, I had this, but I don't know exactly. Okay. So it's located in the Ozark Mountains, overlooking a bunch of valleys and a natural spring. Isn't there a Netflix show There's a TV show, show called, called Ozark, Ozark, but I don't know if it's about this haunted location. Maybe we'll we have, have to, to look, look that into up it and after. See. But anyways, apparently this is one of the most haunted places in america oh um, and to be honest with you i'm gonna say right up right at the top um i don't know how much of this is true i don't know how much of it is just all true. legend any of that stuff but regardless it's still pretty spooky so one of the things that i do want to say is that i can't really think of another location that's had as much death happen on the property as this place besides really? maybe like hh holmes's murder hotel wow that many huh um yeah and we'll get into that in a little bit but Anyways, I'm intrigued. there's allegedly multiple spirits that roam the halls of the Ooh. hotel yeah, in uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So we're going to go back in time. Sorry, I just had to do it once. And, you know, before this place was even around, and we're going to just establish its haunted past and kind of what do makes tell, it so tell. spooky. So apparently Eureka Springs was an old natural spring that Native Americans, uh, specifically the Osage tribe mm -hmm. um, had used for its healing properties. Yeah. Sure. And apparently the healing properties were legendary to the tribes across wow. the country. Um, so a lot of people will travel there? A lot. Well, we'll come to find out that a lot of Americans end up traveling there. Obviously, yeah. Eye everything. roll, of course. But we all know how awesome our ancestors were and how well they treated we? the natives. Um, Do we well, really? I mean, that's, that's what Thanksgiving is, right? It's just because we were all Thanksgiving such Thanksgiving is a friends. joke. <laughs> Well, I guess uh, when the Osage tribe was forced out of the area by our great ancestors, the location of the spring and the legend of its healing capabilities were kind of lost to time. Like it's deep within the Ozark Mountains. Mm -hmm. And so finding its location wasn't something that was super easy. And the Osage tribe was removed in the early 1830s. So this is like way, way back. Okay. And this area remained empty until about 1879. So it was pretty dormant for a good 50 years with nobody there until the legends had resurfaced and the spring's location was rediscovered by Americans. 
Okay, so I can only kind of assume how many people died hanging around it in the late 1800s. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people came to it looking for a cure to their illnesses. And, you know, it is uh, spring, but I don't know how much magical properties it actually has. It had all the magical properties. Well, people put up basically a shanty town. Like they they built shacks along the valleys and everything so that they could live there and use the springs. For the healing properties. So I really don't feel like with the way that they were doing it, like they didn't have sewage. I just a part okay so it was I, probably the Native Americans I that really, had the healing properties probably that, and they, the water either, was just a they knew how to a, use it yeah <laughs> maybe but I do feel like this is sort of like an Oregon Trail situation of like fifty percent of the people died from dysentery <laughs> and then the other fifty percent of the people maybe you Sucks know to be actually you. magically were healed so who knows. Anyway, the surgeons Some of people, people have immune systems to handle fecal yeah, water, others do not. Exactly. So anyway, with all of these people flocking to this previously forgotten location, it wasn't long before a fancy businessman named Powell Clayton came <laughs> Clayton and kind of got his America all over the place. Ew. Yep. <laughs> I, sorry, that's the only way I could describe it. Um oh. He's, a, use that. he's just a wealthy American, and his first thought is, I can turn this legendary place with supposed magical properties into an upscale health resort. Oh, my God. Of course. How can we make money? Exactly. So he managed to bring in, he convinced some of his his buddies in the railroad industry to bring in a railroad to the spring, wow. and they started building infrastructure. They started putting... Can up? I just say, how sad is that? You find this, quote-unquote, magical healing... Natural spring. Natural spring that's surrounded by natural beauty and woodland creatures and let's just tear it up and put railroads and houses i mean why not that's how we (sighs) do it in america (laughs) pounding my chest right now okay so that's what he thinks like an ape man and you know obviously all of these little shanties along the valley side aren't really doing it for everybody it's it's literally basically like a mickey mouse (laughs) community and and not like Disney World, where everybody's singing and everything. Mickey's voice just gonna be like, "Hi, kids! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my natural spring." Exactly, but it's not like that. Have you seen Goofy? It's not like that at all. It's it's again, it's more just America sadness. Yeah. So Clayton thinks my. So Clayton has this idea to bring in the railroad, start establishing infrastructure, and with the railroad established, he can finally cater this space to the clientele that he wanted, which were his rich friends, railroad tycoons, and politicians back in the 1880s. You ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon? Of course. That was great. Yeah. They should have came up with a railroad tycoon. Uh, were you one of the people who would who would build a track? I actually lied. I never played Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, My friend had it, and I just longed to play it. I don't know if it. this is something that's like a little sociopathic, but I used to build roller coasters, and then as they were running, I'd take segments of them. Oh out. my god! <laughs> and you would people, you would see the cars like careen off of the thing, and people would scream, and then your your park popularity would plummet <laughs> because <laughs> nobody would want to go oh to your park. God. People were dying. In there. two years, I'm going to be doing an episode on you. Uh, we had no idea, folks. But when he told us the story of his roller coaster tycoon. Well, anyways, this railroad tycoon guy, I don't actually know if he's a railroad tycoon or if he's just friends with railroad tycoon people. Mm-hmm. He's just a rich dude. Anyways, so Clayton thinks to himself, Clayton. my awesome friends can't just come and hang out in these shacks with all these other peasants. So in 1886, he well, actually, it's 1884. In 1884, okay. he is, he decides that he's going to build what ends up being the Crescent Hotel. Oh, it's okay. completed in 1886. Okay, which I think that you, if you saw it, would think it's really, really beautiful because it is like this, Victorian, it's huge. It's huge, and it's built high up in the Ozark Mountains. It's overlooking the valleys and the springs. And if I was just to tell you without your knowledge, like we're going to this big mansion oh i probably love it is it still open it is still open wow we should go there okay i mean i didn't think that you were going to be this willing well wait i think you need to wait (laughs) to see what happens here before you decide that you want to go there so 
I mean, I'll take you. I want to see what I would love to do, like a video of you and me staying there for a night and just no, seeing. because with my luck, I'd be like, "There's a little girl in the corner. There's you a little man will. over there," and yep. you'd be like, "I see nothing." Yep, and I would fetal see position on the floor. So, I personally, I, I'll just say that I do think that it's a beautiful place, you know. But one thing that I noticed about its appearance, and you can take a peek at it later in the episode. Is that it reminds me of MGM Studios Hollywood Tower of Terror. It has that kind oh, of okay. a vibe to it. Not to keep bringing up Disney, but like, I really want to fucking go back to Disney. Uh, um, it needs to open. Anyway, when they're building the massive hotel, Clayton brought in dozens of Irish stonemasons, I guess, to save on labor. I'm not really sure oh, when the okay. potato famine was happening or whatever, or if I don't think it's around that time. Mm-hmm. Could be. Not sure. Someone but let us know. I do know that he's like, I'm just going to get these cheap labor workers in here. Of the co- American America. So he gets all these Irish stonemasons to come in in order to save on labor. And it's rumored that one of the workers was kind of being a flirt. And I don't want to really be like racist towards Irish people, but I am picturing in my head the Lucky Charms guy, for <laughs> lack of a better reference in my head. Okay. And so I'm imagining him, you know, laying some stone and everything and just catcalling the local ladies. Just, you want to bite on my rainbow? Oh my God. Is that, that was really that good? good. Oh yeah. my God. I've been practicing. <laughs> I look in the mirror every morning. You want to be at my lucky charms. Oh, that was good. Yeah, thanks. So anyways, I guess, and this is all legend. I don't know that any of this actually happened, but it could have, especially because, again, Super America and them bringing in foreign workers. It's possible that this went unrecorded or undocumented Mm -hmm. just to... Especially back then. And it's, it's, it's some rich... You know, so there's not a scandal. This rich guy just kind of sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. Like, we can get another Irishman. We'll just ship him in. So he's trying to flirt with one of the ladies nearby the work site. He's not watching what he's doing. And apparently he falls to his death. Oh, that's yeah. awful. You're after me, Lucky Chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, I don't know if any of this is true, but apparently he's one of the more famous apparitions that appears on the property yeah um it's suggested that the room located in the spot that he fell to Mm -hmm. which is number 218 has some of the most paranormal activity including strange sounds sensations of cold touches and even full body apparitions wow uh the freakiest thing i think that happens is that the doors have been said to slam shut all on their own Mm. and then they can't be opened i don't know what it is Uh, just i find doors closing even if I can prove that it's just a gust of wind pulling it shut. For me, watching a door slowly build momentum and just slam, that freaks me the fuck out. I mean, it's it's understandable. Every time I read it, I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Well, Jasper also kept running around in the room (laughs) last night. And so I would keep seeing this little gray ball of fur really close to the floor in my peripheral. And I'm researching this episode and I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, I don't like this anymore. Jasper just hop in the bed. So anyways, back to the Crescent Hotel. Basically, the hotel is completed in 1886, as I said, mm-hmm. and it's extremely overzealous. Obviously, it's it's gigantic. It's I can't wait too to see big. It. Um, and it was apparently made all of native limestone, like the stone that they found in the area they just used, which I think is interesting because since it was already inhabited by Native Americans, mm-hmm. I wonder whether or not there were any burial sites disrupted oh, due probably. to it, which you can assume, especially based Adding on the fact it. that it's all crazy paranormal stuff i mean that's kind of a trope at this point but you know let's just throw that into the mix why not okay so anyways that's just another little fun tidbit but i don't know that they disrupted any native american but who's to say they couldn't have and and you know they really weren't keeping track of this kind of stuff they're just colonists weren't super concerned about Native Americans and disrupting their stuff. I don't believe stuff. in that mumbo jumbo. Yeah, they go just, look, I found a skull and just kick it across. <laughs> <laughs> so with the difficult to access location mm-hmm. of the Crescent Hotel. No escape. Deep in the Ozark Mountains. It's not really the type of place that a lot of people are flocking to. And I'm pretty sure the Great Depression 
came soon after, at mm-hmm. least within the next couple, you know, 10, 20 years or so of it being completed. So even though Clayton thought that it'd be the perfect place for all his rich buddies, it doesn't last very long and quickly becomes unmanageable and falls into disrepair. Okay. okay. So it remains that way until 1908 and it's reopened again as Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Girls, which even oh my that god that's scary kind of freaks me out that scares me more than the hotel well why wouldn't it the the thing that's really interesting about it is it is a college and conservatory for young girls and conservatory you might be thinking in your head like like a nunnery or something mm. is that what you're thinking is that what no, you're picturing I was just thinking, in your head um like a boarding school it basically is it is a boarding school and it's very strictly all girls one of the things that I thought was creepy just looking at it is there are handfuls of pictures with tons of girls in the early 1900s just mm-hmm. standing around in large rooms and they're like all in white dresses so it looks like ghostly and creepy already it's just really eerie and I think it's for good reason because apparently one of the girls at the time that was staying there had fallen over oh. a balcony at night and <gasps> landed in the garden dying when she hit the ground oh yeah so there's something about I can handle the Irishman ghost. Why? Because I don't know. You're little racist. girl, child. No, no. This children. isn't a little girl. This isn't a child. This is this is a college. So these girls were oh, at older. least of college age, and we'll see. Why'd you call me a racist? Because you were saying that it's okay for Irish people to die. That's not at all what I was saying. <laughs> oh my god, I was saying I could handle that. I'm. I can't handle little children ghosts. They creep me this freak out well, apparently there are little children ghosts in this place again i don't know how long it was around for i don't even think that there's any documented children specifically dying mm-hmm. here besides this one because apparently there was a big scandal involving this girl's death because when she was autopsied they discovered that she was pregnant <gasps> when she died and oh. again this is all legend but The girls' college was very strict and had no boys allowed on the premises. Not only that, but when they would go into town, they were chaperoned very, very closely and watched any time they were out so that they wouldn't interact with the boys. They were like straight up moratorium. I don't know. Her death was there a male teacher? I don't know. In the pictures, I didn't see any male staff. Okay. But the pictures may have been all females and okay so here's one of the things it, it is a big scandal right mm-hmm. and her death is said to have occurred at 10 30 at night and people who stay there claim that they have seen a misty figure fall from the balcony in the, and, and land in the garden and disappear and some people say that they see the apparition of a man standing up on the balcony Pushing turning her. away from the location as she falls so this is just me people piecing together little stuff but who knows maybe it was one of the local guys who was like sneaking in at night and he finds out that she's pregnant or as you said maybe a staff like i feel like even that makes sense that makes it more scandalous there's a male staff who's who's working there and he finds out that this girl is pregnant Mm -hmm. and he's like i've got to get rid of her tragic though to be a ghost and just oh, yeah. relive that like 15 second window yeah. you know like that's that's pretty horrifying i forget what that's called what kind of spirit that is i don't remember what it's called <laughs> where it's they a, relive their yeah, death well not relive their death but they relive like a cycle the same time pretty much the over and over and over again people might be screaming this on the oh yeah <laughs> people are screaming this in their cars as scream they're it louder so we can hear you residual that's what it's called so this sounds to me like it's a residual kind of paranormal phenomena where the trauma involved mm, in this situation potentially forces it to keep happening over Ugh, and over. My and heart over goes again. out it to all those spirits. Always out there. happen at ten thirty at night, but when it does happen, you know there have been more than one people documented saying that they've seen it. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you tried to catch her. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you get possessed. Oh, I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you get a baby child. You get a baby ghost child. Oh no, you. no, not interested. That's my in worst that. nightmare. Okay. Anyways, despite that happening, the college continues to operate until 1924. Okay. And it's shut down because it just can't. It's the another situation of it just can't be managed. What's up? Hey Nick, what's yeah. going on during 1924? It's the 
The flappers. The flappers. There you go. Oh, that's great. So there are flappers going around. That makes me excited. <laughs> what kind of music the flappers listening to? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Vegas showgirls. <laughs> I don't know. It could be used for either. Um, They're so the same. Anyways. Just different eras. It shuts down in the 20s. Okay. And a few years later in the 30s, they attempt to open it again as a college, but... It closes only four years later because that's it's just too difficult. It's so huge. I can't I can't overstate how massive this place is and how hard it must have been to maintain and keep up. Do you know how many rooms it had? I don't know how many rooms it had or the square footage. I do have pictures and just the pictures alone make it go make you go, This is absurd. This is like a testament to just American overzealous mm. ridiculousness. Anyway. Their wallets are bigger than their hearts. I don't know. I was trying write to that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> That's a Luna original. <laughs> okay. Now, in 1937, this is when, when the hotel gets quite possibly its most famous owner, which this is the guy who contributes a lot of the paranormal energy surrounding the hotel, okay? Okay. His name is Norman G. Baker, and Norman Baker was an inventor and radio broadcaster in his 20s and 30s back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. What does a radio host sound like? Hey there, everybody out there in Tinseltown. I don't think that's what they used to say. <laughs> Maybe they said that. Anyways, this guy... so. Interestingly enough, I think you're going to like him in the beginning because he apparently he was involved a lot in like some circus stuff and his invention type of things, the types of things that he invented were so you know how they used to have those old carts that had steam organs inside of them. Yeah. He basically invented and manufactured wow. those, right? I don't so, like him that he's in the circus. I, I'm not I like the circus atmosphere. I okay. wish circuses didn't have animals. Well, he in provided it. the atmosphere Perfect. with his with his calliophone, I believe Ooh. is what it's called. Can I pretend he was an animal lover and didn't have animals in his circus? Sure. I awesome. don't think that he had a circus. I just think that he was in an inventor that, for the circus. Yes, he was in like that kind of social sphere, and apparently he was an inventor from an early age. And wow. I, I I don't know if he was obsessed with the circus or whatever, but mm -hmm. he ended up coming up with the calliophone, That's which. Cool. You know, yeah, it's one of those old steam. It's one of those old carriages with the steam engines built into them, and they use them at fairgrounds and circuses yep. just just to create some ambiance. The so, Big E had one. Yeah. Ooh, we should go back to the Big well, No, know, I hate the Big E. Okay. That was horrible. <laughs> I will never go back. I went once years ago and told myself I'd never go back. Throwing shade at the Big E. Then I went e. back and I just hate the Big E. Was that the place where we were smelling incense or potpourri? Yeah, potpourri. And I was like, of course we're going to get potpourri. The guy Don't you left. want our, our place? <laughs> of course we're going to get potpourri. Don't you want our apartment to smell beautiful? Yeah. I don't remember. And then the guy laughed at you. Yeah, there was a nice gentleman who thought that was <laughs> he really He just pointed funny. and laughed. <laughs> And his wife pulled him away. What an ass. Anyways. Shout out to him. So I guess Baker not only used these calliophones for the circus and everything mm -hmm. like that, he also used them for basically everything. Like, I'm just imagining him <laughs> getting around on one of these things. Like, doot, 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 doot. Um, getting one for Christmas. Every Everyone he knows is getting one for Christmas. You get a calliophone and you get He's a calliophone. He's the Oprah of calliophones. Yep. So he would use them for everything. So... He would use them for the sign-on sound for his radio show, which mm. makes sense, I think, yep. And because uh, he loves it so much. And he would also use it for attracting attention when he was protesting things. He was a big protester. All right. He hated things like fluoridation, Ooh. which is like putting fluoride yep. in the water. He hated vaccinations. Wow, he he's hated progressive. He aluminum cookware. Yeah, wow. he's pretty new agey, but... While That's you might crazy. be thinking like, wow, this guy is somebody who like nowadays would just be an anti-vaxxer or something. He goes a little bit too far with this shit, as we'll what see do do? In, a, in a quick second. So his radio station is named Know the Naked Truth or KTNT, which to me sounds like a conspiracy theory mm. podcast that you'd be listening listen. to. <laughs> I'm going to find it on Apple right now. Um, and it was basically something that he used to attack organizations that he thought were either monopolizing certain markets or pushing ideals that he didn't believe wow. in, like pharmaceutical companies. And I do everything. like him so far. While that doesn't seem too out there, those who truly believed him and trusted him ended up being taken advantage of. 
Okay. Oh, I don't like that. Baker hated the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry in general. Before 1930, he boasted that he had a cure for cancer shown to him by a man named Charles Ozias. And okay, pretty, so you're uh, nodding because well, the that name, name is like, oh, I'd believe it. That's Ozias? a snake oil. Okay. His, his name is Charles Chuckster or something like that because he's super American and he's just like, <laughs> I have traveled all across yeah. the land to find the most pure version of this miracle cure for cancer. That's miracle elixir. Basically, <laughs> what's happening? Do we have, I think we're going to end up having a show tune on every single one of our episodes. Name that show tune. Basically, on his radio show, he touts his miracle cure, despite the fact that all five of the people that he used as test subjects died extremely oh, rapidly. No. Like it was almost like whatever he was using as a cure sped it up, sped up their the process of their death. Which, oh, that's awful. Yeah. And he did these deaths in the Crescent Hotel. No, or in, he okay. didn't do them in the Crescent Hotel. No. Um, he actually opened up his own clinic because he was from Iowa. Okay. Okay. So his home state was in Iowa and he opened up like basically just off of his social clout, off of the money that he had gained from building his calliophones and all that. More or less, he ends up amassing a following and he gets enough money to build his own clinic called mm -hmm. the Baker Institute in Muscatine. I'm probably saying that wrong. I don't think I'm going to be good at pronouncing town names. But anyways, people in Ohio, let me know how wrong I'm pronouncing that. Again, he used his miracle cure on people who would come and basically seek out his help because mm. they would Last look. Resort. He would say that it helped with a range of ailments, basically anything that you had wrong with you, oh, wow. it could cure, including cancer. So the problem with his miracle cure was it was extremely expensive. And that's one of the things that he would attack the pharmaceutical companies and medical companies. Okay, so this sort of reminds me of, you know, the multi-level marketing oil oh. salespeople, mm -hmm. because it's like, don't buy your pharmaceutical medication. Buy this $500 pack of oils instead. Yeah. Which I know, don't get me wrong, essential oils are great and everything. We use them. I know. <laughs> I know we do. <laughs> but it's sort of that like catch 22 of like, I'm going to say, why are you going to go and spend mm -hmm. money on this and then charge you the same thing for something that, yes, it's natural. Yes, it's it's supposed to have the same properties that are, you know, mm -hmm. capable of healing you. But all for the low, low price of the exact same thing that you would have spent on your medication. <laughs> so these cures consisted of injections of common substances. Um, these substances included corn silk, watermelon seeds, clover, just straight up water and carbolic acid which well clover actually is see i knew that you were gonna <laughs> your witchy ass self has to be like well clover is actually really good at ailing actually, in all of these remedies it is good but and watermelon seed what you're carbolic gonna, acid i don't know about well we don't even know what it is it could no. be something that naturally occurs as well but basically this guy is just a new age doctor but he's basically moved he's making a new age smoothies doctor and being like yeah, come here he really is so anyways i don't know what any of these things have in common mm -hmm. it's almost as if he was kind of just grabbing whatever was around him and being like yeah what's going bad in my we're fridge we're just gonna today? inject some of that we'll see how that goes these old strawberries that we just oh, yeah. the strawberries are always going bad let's just inject them into somebody who's not feeling so hot <sighs> so needless to say he's performing all this without a medical license because he doesn't believe in doctors and the medical associations and without any real medical training. So he's real cool about what he believes about the medical association. The American Medical Association is also known as AMA. Mm -hmm. And he believed that AMA actually stands for Amateur Meat Cutters Association. Oh, God. He's one of those guys. Um, he also said that MD for doctor just meant more dough. Are you kidding he's me? He's real clever. I feel like you... I feel like you're really liking this guy, unfortunately. Just, well, get ready for we some... We just do a lot of the same some things. rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, he hates all these groups of people, and he would hypocritically attack anyone in the medical field as someone swindling people out of their money just for snake oil. While, mm. while I feel like that's pretty much what he was doing himself. You know, he was just injecting people with whatever random shit he could find. Well, eventually, of course, he was run out of his home state in Iowa <laughs> as a quack, and 
where else did he think to go but the famous legendary Eureka Springs, known for its healing properties and all that stuff. That makes for good marketing. I just had that same thought. <laughs> so he buys the Crescent Hotel with the money that he made from his first clinic because he was raking in money. Like wow. his more dough oh. about the doctors, like he's making more dough. Gotta make the money. And um, he's still using his influence over the radio, drawing in thousands of patients to his new location. Oh, that's so sad, though. He's attempting to capitalize on the alleged healing properties of the springs this time, and he's often just using the water from the springs to inject into patients, like just going out, grabbing some water. And there have actually been archaeological digs. I don't know how much you'd call it archaeological, but just digs around yeah. the property of the Crescent Hotel. And they've found just massive bundles of old antique bottles that they assume wow. were used to hold whatever remedies that he was. That's really cool. Which is pretty crazy. So a bunch of people flocked to him and they would pay basically anything that he would ask of mm -hmm. them. I don't know if these are wealthy moguls or just people who are desperate to find a cure for their cancer, but it would just result in them meeting death quicker than they would have if they Ugh, never came awful. to the place at all. So it is. It's really, really rough. The state of Arkansas knows that he's up to no good. Basically, everybody knows that he's up to no good, and they try anything they can in order to take him down. And apparently, the federal government charged him with seven counts of mail fraud, which I'm pretty sure is just him soliciting his fake cure. Mm -hmm. And from that, they sentenced him to four years in prison. So wow. they end up taking him out. But that, of course, wasn't before he raked in hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. a year while it was operating, just scheming all these sick people. Postal inspectors claimed that the hospital made up to $500,000 in late 1800s money. And that was just in a single year. Wow. And he operated for a few years. So I don't really know how much money he made. And I don't mm -hmm. even know how much $500,000 in 1800s money is. But I can assume that it is a buttload. quite a bit of money. So there were so many people that died in Ugh. the hotel that they had to convert the basement of the hotel into a morgue. Wow. This is where it gets, this is where I'm like skeezed out. Nope. And I don't want to be there. So it's been reported, although not confirmed, I will say on this part, that when the building was renovated, mm -hmm. there were dozens of human skeletons hidden in the walls. What? Yep. One of the things that people have said, and this is believed to be true, is that there were jars of cancerous body parts preserved in formaldehyde stashed away all throughout the morgue. Wow. I, I don't know if he's doing experiments. I don't yep. know what the hell this guy is doing. But not quite such a good new age doctor no. anymore. No. Um, not if you're killing so many patients that you have to open yeah, your own morgue. He killed so many patients that they had to install a crematorium in the basement wow. so that they could cremate people in midnight burnings in the bowels of the hotel's basement, <sighs> which is fucking terrifying. So as you had asked before, the hotel is still open to this day. There's new owners, mm -hmm. and these people are capitalizing on its terrifying history. I mean, how can again, you not? It's, America, yeah. Yeah. you see this place, and it's like, I know how to market that. The people that have stayed there claim that they experience all kinds of paranormal phenomena. Okay, some people claim to see nurses pushing gurneys down the hallway That's in the terrifying. middle of the night. Which That's terrifying. Something about any sort of healthcare yep. worker as a ghost. Nope. I don't want to see that. Nope. It freaks me out. So that's one of the things that people, I think that's one of the ones that would terrify me the most. But other people say that they see mysterious orbs of light streak through rooms, which is pretty common for paranormal stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the cooks that works there has said that he's experienced pots. Like he'll go to flip on the light switch in the morning when he gets there and pots will be flung from their hooks and just clatter on the floor, but there's nobody else. Oh, in. Gosh. Yeah. So I would be freaked out by that. I would just be like, I want I just wanted to make some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but some people claim that they're in the room 218, which mm -hmm. was the one that the Irishman had allegedly died in or fallen to his death in. They've seen hands coming out of the bathroom mirror, which see that's, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. But that's all that also seems like I don't know how much I believe that. Like, I believe the orbs. What? I almost believe the apparitions. But 
seeing hands like come out of a mirror that just seems like i don't know i believe it i'm sure you do i believe it (laughs) so these rooms that you can stay in Mm -hmm. they kind of tier in terms of how paranormal they are and how much they cost per night so the more haunted ones are obviously the more expensive ones which go figure right so anyways People in that room have said they've seen hands coming out of the bathroom mirror and cries from above the room as if a man is falling, only to suddenly stop as if he hit the ground on their floor. Wow. So it's literally like, but I mean, again, I don't know how much of this is people understanding the legend and the folklore mm-hmm. and then hearing a strange noise and just saying, this must have been what it was. Yep. Maybe it was just the man up above them in the, in the bed, like just being like, ah, and just falling yeah. out of bed. <laughs> but people have claimed to experience, you know, the same thing that would be a parallel wow. to what mm-hmm. happened with the Irish stonemason. So that's interesting. Some of the things that employees that work there claim to experience in modern times is smelling the scent of cherry tobacco smoke, even though the location has been non-smoking since it reopened to the public. Hmm. And this is interesting because apparently it happens around the same room, room 212, which was allegedly the office of Dr. John Fremont Ellis. And I don't know if he was a doctor back when Clayton was operating it, or if he was a doctor when it was the girls' Mm -hmm. school, or if he was one of of Baker's, I don't know, cronies, more or less, like Mm. one of the people that he appointed as a doctor. Anyways, he was apparently a heavy pipe smoker, and Hmm. he would use his tobacco of choice would be cherry tobacco, strangely enough. So people say that they capture ghostly shapes in photographs when Mm -hmm. they're staying at the hotel. And again, light orbs shooting through as they're taking pictures. Light orbs are a huge indication of spirits. Yeah. One of the things that is... I, this is the part that I really am just like, I'm all set. I don't want to have any involvement in this is apparently one of the places that there's the most activity for these light orbs mm-hmm. is not really surprisingly the morgue. Okay, the basement. So I'm gonna just preface by anyone's basement is creepy as hell. Yeah, I mean, so the basement that used to be a morgue. That's even more terrifying. I I used to be afraid. Exactly. I try to beat the light switch, and when I flick the lights, I try to get up faster than when the lights go dark. What do you think is going to get you? What isn't going to get me? I used to think that Velociraptors were going to get me. Well, I definitely didn't think that. Or ET. Oh, but I used to yeah. have nightmares when I, I used to do the same thing. You flip the switch and book it up the stairs as fast as you can. But I always had the picture in my head of E.T. when he runs screaming down the hallway. Uh, going, Ew. And I was I was just terrified that he was going to come out of some creepy corner of the yeah, basement E.T.'s screaming. Scary. Just a big like alien E.T. turd. Do you remember I'm the time I hid in the basement and I played Velociraptor sounds on YouTube? That wasn't cool. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that at all. I loved it. So anyways, obviously, this is the place where people have claimed to have had the most paranormal shit happen, okay? Mm -hmm. Apparently, what people do say they feel is like this overwhelming sensation, okay? And there have been multiple occurrences of non-believers going in and being like, too tough. I don't give a shit about this. Ghost. I scared no ghosts. Which anyone who does that is a jackass. Well, when that happens, typically that is the person that the ghosts or the spirits Mm -hmm. or whatever will kind of flock to. And there have been instances where a man who was like trying to be all tough and everything Mm. had something flash so close to his face that he ran out of the morgue screaming. (laughs) There's also another instance where apparently they'll let you go into the freezer. Nope. And nope, nope, nope. Nope. They had a teenage kid and his mother who like elected, they they like, we'll go. And while they were in there, there were a bunch of lights that were like floating around the boy. And when they came out, he felt like 
overwhelmingly sick. Like he had to sit down and try to like regain wow. his faculties or They're whatever. They're lucky like, nobody it's has just... gotten possessed from there. Well, they do seances there. So it really is surprising that nothing. That would be my fear. Well, I think that taking one of the things that's you. interesting about it is that it doesn't seem like a lot of these entities are specifically malicious. Mm. Like there's nobody who's really, yes, all of these Angry. people died in this unfortunate way but you know based on their belief system mm-hmm. they were doing what they thought was right for their you know yeah. health and everything so that may be part of why none of these spirits are coming back to specifically mm. haunt in like this negative way people like it's just these residual kind of occurrences that happen because i i don't know mm. i i can't explain it it's just that's my theory on it is if there were more like torturings or mm. something like that, like maybe at an insane asylum, I think that's where you would be more likely. I think that's why those places are straight up shut down and nobody's yeah. allowed to go there yeah. for the most part. And they don't even rebuild them or anything. No, they, just they leave don't do them. anything with them. They just leave them there. So whether you believe any of this or not, what I think is the creepiest part is that the morgue in the basement and the freezer which contained cancerous body parts and all that stuff. All that is still there to this day. It's still not the cancerous body parts before you get super excited, Mm. but the whole area, exactly as it was set up before, down to the fact that Baker's autopsy table still sits in the middle of the morgue. So when you go there, you can pay and you can go because the hotel's owners are capitalizing on ghost mm. tours and seances and everything. How much do you think that it would cost to be able to go on a nighttime ghost tour, like after 7 p.m. for one of these things? Probably like 3000 per person. You think it's 3000 for per, per person? Well, you said they're capitalizing. Well, d- d- yeah, but supply and demand, love. <laughs> you can't be charging each person 3000 3, Well, you can't be paying 3500 oh, No. Less? Lower. What? Oh. You would pay. Wow, we can okay, go do this then. So you can go for the low, low price of $22.50 per adult. What? And that I includes... pay more to get into Disneyland. Oh, well, of course you do. This is the paranormal Disneyland, so it's cheaper. But that includes a tour of the basement where you can see Baker's Morgue and his autopsy table. And if you're feeling really brave, like the teenager and his mom, you can elect to go into the freezer where they stored the deceased bodies and the body parts that they preserved, and they will close the door behind you. For how long? Is there a timer? As long as you feel comfortable, but apparently since it's a freezer, there's no light inside. And when it seals shut, it's just pitch black oh i don't it's know about that total darkness this whole time i'm like i think i would do the freezer i wow, think i would I'm do really the freezer. surprise well to be honest because you said there's no malicious spirits and there's not well, i'm not promising you probably <laughs> have to sign a disclaimer i'm not just gonna tell you right off the bat that you're not gonna get possessed <laughs> i just don't think that there's been any indication that that's happened to anybody well, you're really brave i'm proud of you okay so that's basically that's basically the story of the Crescent wow. Hotel, okay? Wow. Um, and I do have I thought that it'd be a little fun to do what uh, a game that I I've decided to call Paranormal Would You Rather about the Crescent Hotel. Oh, okay. okay? All right. So I'm ready. I just want your opinion, Luna, on things that you would rather do based on the things that I told you about the Crescent Hotel, okay? okay. This is just going to be a fun way to round out the episode. So, would you rather witness the ghost that fell from the balcony or a nurse pushing a gurney in the middle of the night? The ghost who fell from the balcony. I figured you would. Nurses, no thank you. Just too scary? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's because there's like that relation to psych hospitals and, you know, like that's so you're in just, the back you're just of my brain. you're channeling like asylum mentality? Kind of, yeah. I get that. But I guess if, if it was a nice nurse with like a lollipop, I'd, I'd be like, oh, okay. Are you thinking of like Halloween style nurses? They're not going to have super short skirts. No, though. that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> just like nurses like, do you want a band-aid and a lollipop? Be like, yes. Wow, those nurses sound nice. Yeah. Where are you going to the doctors? Well, it's a holistic doctor. <laughs> But he doesn't shoot me with strawberry juice. No. Watermelon seeds. Or watermelon seeds. But he does give you clover. He does give me clover. (laughs) Okay. So would you rather hear the sound of a ghost falling to his death on random nights or have poltergeist randomly slam doors shut immediately in your vicinity at any hour of the day? Oh, Nick. No, 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 no. I'm going to take the first one. The first one? Yeah. Why would you? I mean, that... I. It's the middle of the night. 
I'd rather that than door slam. Okay. Because then it's like I'll my agree only escape is is that's closed the, off. I feel like that's also part of the psychological thing that makes door slamming mm-hmm. creepy. It's like you are closed off from escaping and we have control <gasps> over your passage <gasps> of whether or not you can no. go somewhere. No, thank you. I agree with you there. I would definitely pick. So I'd yell back. As far like, ah! as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so. Life alert, life alert. I'm not surprised that you picked the ghost falling from the balcony. I think that like in a weird sort of self-torturous way, I would want to see the nurse in the hallway because I'd just be like, like, I don't like this at all. Some something about that, like the thrill would you try of to how sit much in the wheelchair. Me push me fast, push me fast. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm we gonna do. Races, I would not approach it. Ghost I would races. run the hell away. I would also probably pick the same thing as you for the second one. Mm. I, doors are too creepy for me. I, that's where I draw the line. I don't need doors slamming. Okay, I've got another would you rather question. Would you rather spend a night in room 215 all alone? 218? 215 is the one. Is it 215 or 218? I thought it was 218. Well, you're wrong. Am I? You're right. Suck oh, it. Oh, my Suck God. It. A man explaining the stuff that don't I just told you. Don't the things that I know. <laughs> All right. Would you rather spend? I'm sorry for mansplaining. Yeah. Would you rather spend a night back. in room 218 alone, or go into the pitch black freezer with me for 15 minutes? Uh, um, I definitely don't want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would pick. I don't know. They're both so bad. I okay. I definitely wouldn't want to be alone. I know okay. that. That's so fair. I would go in the freezer, I guess. Which I'm, to be honest with you, I, I am be surprised alone. because you hate being in the basement with me in I the know, dark because you say that you think that I'm always going to scare you. You always do scare me. I don't me. always scare you. Most you of the time. You run up the stairs I, and close I'm just the as scared as you are. Me. I'm just as scared as you are. I'm trying to keep myself safe. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> trying. To... every man <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't know what you what want from me. I'm uh, I'm objecting to gender norms, and I am g- <laughs> fuck women and children first. If there's a ghost in the basement, I'm getting the hell out of there. And now I know where you stand. I mean, I'd want to. You know what? I change. I'm gonna go into the room by myself. Well, you just said that that, that was what. You're, oh, you're gonna go, you're gonna go all alone into the yeah for I don't 15 trust minutes. You. So both times you just go alone. I feel like if a ghost came, you would just push me. I probably would. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, you'd be friends with it. I'd be like, here, That's she can talk. <laughs> you she can see you go uh okay last one all right mm-hmm. would you rather find out that you've been living for a week with the denver spider-man without your knowledge the denver spider-man Ooh. from episode one or have me take you on a nice trip to a big fancy hotel for a week only to find out that it is the crescent hotel i would rather be at the crescent hotel that's not surprising i would rather be at the crescent hotel and i actually think staying a week would be a really cool endeavor because it's like all right you'd be scared the first day you know second night you'd be like "Eh." by the third night you'd be like shut the fuck up i'm trying to watch tv (laughs) you know like you'd get over it really quick wow you you kind of descend into normalcy very very quickly (laughs) i would be freaked out the entire time that we were there we should go okay well we should make a trip. You heard it here, folks. Luna has if agreed anybody wants to join us. that she will go with me to the Crescent Hotel. So if anybody's interested in making that happen or During seeing October, that happen, maybe maybe we'll end that. up doing like some sort of Patreon campaign oh my where God. we Fund record ourselves go. and do... There was a Ghost Adventures episode on this. Something happened on their spectral camera mm. or their thermal camera and they saw like a full body apparition and like wow. some doors moved and stuff. But yeah, that is the story of the Crescent Hotel. Wow. That's that's one's a little... Yeah. And we will be posting pictures, obviously, for people to see on our Instagram and Facebook, which if you want to follow along with us, you can check us out at All the Nopes podcast on Facebook and Instagram. That's basically where you're going to find most of our stuff. What I think we should do, though, is post these would you rather questions onto our story because I'm curious as to what all of you would rather do. That's a good question, too. Yeah. People who have listened to this episode... Let us know. You can DM us uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Message us on Facebook and let us know what you would rather do in those scenarios. I was going to do a story. I was going to do a... You could do a story too. But if people don't want to do it on the story, they can DM us. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. We'll respond. Get in touch. Okay. Now, one more thing before we go 
is we just want to say that we appreciate all of you. We love you for listening. And it would mean the world to us if you did enjoy the show, if you enjoyed episode one, you're enjoying episode two. If you would just find somebody that you know, either your friend, your your sibling, your estranged neighbor, whoever. Or somebody you don't like and want to scare. Yeah. Just grab their phone and put our podcast into it so that they can find out about us and hopefully we'll be able to continue doing this awesome thing that we're having a lot of fun doing. I mean, I'm having fun doing yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> come on. I'm enjoying this. I'm actually <laughs> loving this. So yeah, obviously word of mouth helps a lot. So anybody that you can tell about us, we would appreciate it. Honestly, you would be our favorite listener, but just don't tell any of the other listeners because we don't want them getting upset. And again, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at All The Nopes Podcast and Facebook at All The Nopes Podcast. And if you have a paranormal or true crime story that you would either like for us to cover or that you have experienced, feel free to send those over to us because one of the things that we want to do in the near future is have listener episodes where Luna tells me stories of things that have happened to our listeners. So if you have anything, if you know anybody who's experienced something, you know, reach out to them, see if it's okay if they share their story or if you share their story for them or if you've had something happen to yourself, you know, get in touch with us and we'd be happy to read it and send you some love and say we're sorry that this scary thing happened to you. But we're also glad maybe you'll also get to be on our podcast. So and we're also going to do like a quick shout out for some people who reached out to us after episode Showed one us some love. and said, you know, they really like the episode and they're excited for more. So we just want to thank these people. Jen D. Thanks a lot. Beth D. We love you. John L. Appreciate it, John. Sam S. Thanks, Sam. And Jesty. All right, Jess, we appreciate you guys all so much. Um, and yeah, that is all the nopes. And we will be back next week with another episode. Um, but of course, as always, I am Nick. And I'm Luna. And I guess stay away from my lucky charms. Again, <laughs> I've got to figure away out from something. balconies. <laughs> Don't go near a balcony. Oh, and really quick, if you do want to see stuff that we're doing outside of paranormal and hauntings and true crime stuff, you can follow Luna on Instagram at what's.up.with.luna. Sorry, guys. I needed the dots. Yeah. And I am Nick.Evergreen. It runs in the family. Yep. So feel free to check us, check our stuff out. Luna mostly does thrifting and some magic-y stuff and fashion-y stuff. Boop, like, boop. she's got some cool things going on on her page. And I do a lot of photography and Photoshop. I actually just posted some Harry Potter stuff this week. So Woo, if you're Raven interested Club. in that, check out our Instagrams and we love send you. us some love and we will send you love back yes we will all right guys until next week much love bye stay haunted stay haunted i like that <laughs>